0: I said isn't the Lord great and isn't he greatly to be praised at all times with everything that I have I will praise him with everything with every ounce of my being I will praise him hallelujah 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 while you're still standing I want us to turn to the book of first Peter chapter 4 first Peter chapter 4 thank you Jesus 1 Peter chapter 4, beginning with verse number 12. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened to you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. For the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you, On their part, he is evil spoken of, but on your part, he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God, and if it first begin at us... What shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit to the keeping of their souls to Him in well doing as a faithful Creator. And for a moment of your time as we continue in our second half of the service here, I want to preach to you this that as partakers, of Christ's sufferings. Let us pray. Lord, I pray right now that you'd open our hearts and our minds to your word, oh God. Open our hearts and our minds to your understanding that we might be be able to glean the information, the, the knowledge, the wisdom that we need to continue to live for you in the days to come, the weeks to come, the years to come, and ultimately to hear you say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. We thank you for what you've done in this place and what you will continue to do. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody say amen. You may be seated. Some of what I am about to delve into, while it may not be a dive to the bottom of the ocean, it's definitely something that God has put into my spirit and also that which God has dealt with me, especially more recently. And clearly, it's what God wants to administer here today. I promise that Pastor Lucas and I did not trade notes before Service here today. We did not know each other's scriptures before here today. So surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Amen. 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 And what I want to preach to you on today again is being a partaker of Christ's sufferings. Now, what the Lord showed me is this there are times that some only look for that which is benefiting the kingdom, there are times when some are only looking for that which is positive. that which is good, you know, the people being saved, the people receiving the word and being doers of the word, the people who take it upon themselves to respond to the word, the times where people are born again of the water and spirit, the times where new people flow through the front door for the first time and never leave, the times where the seed is sown and later firmly rooted. But I come today with a question. Well, a number of questions, really. The questions all stem around this partaking of Christ's sufferings. The question that was pressed into my spirit was this. What about all these times where we read about the disciples that were rejected from a place or were kicked out of a place? What about where Jesus told his disciples to not enter into a house where they were not welcomed? Remember, shaking the dust off their feet. What about the times where the disciples were thrown into prison Put into shackles and chains those whose freedoms, uh, whose freedoms were taken away according to the world. What about those times where they were hated for Jesus' namesake? Or those that were put to death? All because of a made up mind to follow Jesus. Do we rejoice in those times? Can we find joy in those times? Is that something that makes you want to shout, This is revival! at the top of your lungs? Is it something that fills you with thanks to be a follower of Jesus? Now, please understand. What I am not saying is that our focus should shift from these great things that we see happening right before our eyes. It should not necessarily shift from that of of those things, uh, but it also should not shift, excuse me, from that which are painful and terrible and, and, and not what we would refer to as positive I do believe that we should focus on the good, but two, that we should be encouraged that during the difficult times, because as you may have guessed it, that is just as much a part of being a disciple and living for Jesus as the other. One is not greater than the other. The good, the bad, and the ugly all have their place as a follower of Jesus. They all have their place in being a Christian, a believer, a messenger of him. Now Peter begins this portion of scripture that I, that I read today by saying, Think it not strange, which means to not give any room or for the thought that's, that it's strange that, that we are going to suffer. Don't think it a weird thought to think that we're going to suffer. Going on to say or think that it's not a normal thing, it's not something that's supposed to happen, or that it's not supposed to happen that way, or to think that one can be above that as a believer. Don't give in to the thought that you, as a follower of Christ, are not going to suffer. Now, I don't stand up here today to tell you that you're going to suffer in the same exact way as the person sitting next to you. Or that you are going to be thrown in a vat of boiling oil like John. Or that you are going to be hung upside down like some of the others. Or that you are going to be put into prison as a believer. But Peter makes it very plain in this passage that as a Christian, there will be suffering. It's pretty quiet in here today. I know. And furthermore, to think it not strange, but to prepare yourself now for that to get yourself ready now for that. Perhaps not in the sense of physically or mentally, no, no workout or anything like that is going to help, ready, but, but, but maybe, but most importantly, getting prepared spiritually. To, as Paul writes, continue pressing toward the mark of the high calling of God In Christ Jesus to have a made-up mind now to count it all joy as James writes when you fall into diverse temptations do you see the attacks on the people of God can come in a number of different ways but when they come they come with a single purpose church understand this when persecution comes it's not about you because it's all for the sake of Christ there is an element of thinking it not strange, that includes not being offended, which I will get back to in a bit when Peter talks about not being ashamed. But thinking it not strange, if I can give a better understanding, is partly not thinking of yourself higher than you ought to think. But also thinking, oh, this happened to Jesus. Jesus said it would happen to me. And furthermore, finding strength to continue because you are walking with him. I know it's not a very sunshiny thing to think about, that it's something that we can stuff into a dark corner to collect dust and maybe just think about it some other time, but I urge you today to not forget about it. With every attempt to thwart the kingdom of God, hear me, comes an attempt to toss about the children of God, to attempt to toss them to and fro like, that, like the boat that tossed the storms. To make them forget their purpose to catch them off guard. To catch them and, and make things happen before they realize it's happening. But little do the persecutors know <laughs> that them persecuting in such a way only furthers the gospel. It only further proves the gospel, which, which is to be preached to every creature. And church, when these times come of persecution and suffering, may we rejoice as partakers of Christ's suffering as we read in verse 13. Why? That when his glory shall be revealed, you may also with exceeding joy. But before I move on to that, I want to point out one more thing. And that Peter makes it a point to point out what these sufferings do not include. Look at verse 15. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. And the question that was raised is why Peter felt the need to put this portion in his letter. Not so much as questioning, but but knowing that there had to be a reason. Peter recognized that not all suffering that Christians experience is suffering in the name of Jesus. And was furthermore saying, don't suffer like this. The time is now to get yourself up and upright with God. Who will uphold you and even more, get rid of those things that will keep you away from God. The soon return of Jesus is just that. It's soon. Peter says, Don't suffer like the murderer, or don't have hate in your heart. But hear me when I say that the return of Jesus is soon, don't take that for any other reason but to be ready. Be ready when Peter says, again, don't suffer like a murderer. Be ready when he says, don't suffer like a thief. And all of these things that, are which that can take you away from the presence of Jesus, but not to be fooled as the consequences that one pays for these actions is not the same as suffering for the sake of Jesus. We know that these people do suffer a lot of grief and pain, these murderers, these thieves, these evildoers. But ultimately, it's not for the sake of Jesus. Be ready, he says in suffering for the sake of Jesus. I don't know about you, but I want to choose to be glad during these times. And not just be glad, but be glad with exceeding joy. That's joy that flows through the rooftops. That's joy that says, My cup overflows hallelujah i want to choose to rejoice with that exceeding joy so that when his glory shall be revealed when he comes again and his church is glorified there i will be standing in his presence with exceeding joy and remembering this hallelujah let us remember that they that sow in tears shall reap in joy say that again they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Oh, I wonder if there's some joy in this place here today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let joy fill this place for a moment. Hallelujah. I know we've got some things we're talking about here today, but that it all be counted for joy. Hallelujah. 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 And remembering this, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Be encouraged, church. The the Lord is doing great things, even in the midst of persecution that we may face you see we may be over here doing this thing or or teaching this Bible study or witnessing to this person and and we think I'm not sure this is going very well but but then we then we we, we might forget that that's a part of it too Or, or maybe we're over here and we're we're standing on the street corner declaring the name of Jesus and there's this person over here saying Jesus isn't real he's not here to save you And we might forget that that's a part of it too. Hear me. You may leave a place feeling like a failure, but can I tell someone that it's a trick of the enemy to make you feel that way? You may leave a place rejected by anyone and everyone, but rather than leaving that place with your head laying hoe, Lo, excuse me, leave that place with your head held high and your hands lifted to the king who brought you to and will bring you through that. And church, that we would be glad with exceeding joy realizing that all of these things that you may suffer, you suffer for the sake of Christ. Furthermore, you are his child. You are his child, you are his, not that he wishes that you suffer through this, but in the case that you do, to remember he's with you in it, to remember your purpose, your God given purpose, the plan that he has for your life, remembering that it's brilliant and I want to be a part of it, I am a part of it, so long as I'm walking with him, to remember that purpose through His purpose, through you. God is going to use you for greater. Here we are on the cusp of a new year, literally January 1st, 2023. I'm here to tell you today, church, that God is going to do something great through you. I wonder if you can just receive that for a moment. I don't know where where you're at, what place you're at right now, but this, (laughs) hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has great plans for you. So go ahead and go do those great things that he has planned. Go ahead and go into those highways and into those byways to tell the world that they need Jesus. And just in case you're still on the fence about rejoicing in tribulation, let me just show you a few times where we can read of having joy or rejoicing in tribulation or suffering. In Colossians 1.24, Paul writes, Who now rejoice? The NLT reads that I am glad in my sufferings for you. And fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Philippians 3.10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. In Romans 5 we read, and not only so, but we Glory in tribulations, because somebody say, we glory in tribulations, hallelujah, and knowing that tribulation works patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And that's just to name a few. But if you do a quick search on your phone, Bible app, or any Bible website, or even Mr. Google, for that matter, when I re- uh, you, can, you can find so many more, but, but when I read these times, there is a courage that begins to rise up in me. Leading me to declare that I will rejoice in expectation of what's to come. I'm not just talking about the good stuff, hear me. I'm talking about everything. I will rejoice in expectation of everything that's to come. I will rejoice in tribulation. I will rejoice In my suffering for his name's sake. I will rejoice when my friend, neighbor, co-worker says yes to the gospel. But I will also rejoice if they don't. I know, call me crazy. But like I just mentioned, that will be just as much a part of it as the other. Hallelujah. And church, hear me, hear me. Mm. Will everyone say yes and receive his word that you share? It's sad to say it, and my heart grieves for them, but no, not everyone will. But at the same time, that is not something that is going to stop me from keeping on, keeping on, from keeping on putting one foot in front of the other, from keeping me from living for Jesus and doing what his word tells me to do. And finally, as we come to the end of this passage on suffering, as I promised I would come back to, Peter makes it clear to not be ashamed. If there ever was a resounding theme among all the disciples who made the decision to take up their cross and follow Jesus, it was that they did so with zero shame. Yes, forms of shame would rear their ugly faces. Peter would deny him. Judas would betray him. Paul would persecute his followers. And while Judas didn't turn back, Peter went on to preach Pentecost. Paul turned around to write a number of letters. Namely, I want to go to Romans 1.16 where he says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also The Greek. And likewise, today, church, hear me, there should be no shame amongst the body of Christ. Oh, that the church would rise up and not be ashamed, but rather glorify God in the midst of being shamed. Oh, that someone would rise up and heed the words like Timothy and be a workman that does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Oh, that you would let your light shine for all the world to see at all times rather than hiding it under a bushel. Oh, that we would not be ashamed of Jesus and his words. And oh, that we would not be ashamed of our testimony in Christ Jesus. I look out before me and I see a lot of testimonies. I see a lot of testimonies. And you want to know the great thing about that testimony? God's still working on you. He's still working on every single one of you. And oh, that we would not be ashamed of this gospel and send forth the gospel forth, knowing that it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. And that in our sufferings, the temptation to be ashamed would not rear its ugly head, but rather the church would glorify God because of it. I, don't stand, I know I stand here before you today with something short of a message that is worth getting fired up about. But if you could see what I was seeing when I was praying and preparing for this, then, then you'd understand. There are going to be times where you might endure pain to live the way God wants you to live. But live it anyway. There are going to be times... Where it doesn't make sense to think the way that God wants you to think. But go ahead and think it anyway. There are going to be times where it might hurt to speak the way that God wants you to speak. But go ahead and speak it anyway. There are going to be times where you have doubts. But go ahead and give those doubts to Jesus. When those doubts rear their way into your life. Turn them up to him. Be, be, be kind of a mirror and just say, "Oh, nope, nope. I'm, I'm going to give those right back to you. You hearing me? Amen. There are going to be times where you are confronted with, with lies, with, with deception, with all those things, and they try to creep in. So guard yourself in his word so that you can withstand the wiles of the enemy. And hear it from me. Even if you are ridiculed or shamed for following Jesus, you can be encouraged that doors will open for you to share him. I've read it too many times to not believe it. Where prison walls come falling down... Where, where walls come falling down as they heed the word of Jesus, where, where prison walls begin to shake at the mention of his name, where they begin to worship him at midnight, and all of a sudden, God does a great thing in them, and they're released, and they continue on, where where, where Paul and, and a group of others are, are whipped, they're slashed, they're, they're beaten, but they move on with exceeding joy. Can you imagine being in their shoes and having these lashes on your back, or, or maybe on your legs, and, or taking the shoes off your feet, and having these bruises on your Face. I'm not trying to get all grody, but hear me. You've got to. You got to picture this. Here they are. Like, ooh, I can barely walk, but I'm gonna praise him. <laughs> I can barely stand, but I'm gonna praise him. I may be crawling out of this town. I may be crawling out of this place where I'm at, but I'm going to praise him. Somebody's just got to praise him right now. I don't know. I don't want to hear the excuse that I can't praise him because we can all praise him. It doesn't matter. How, it doesn't matter how much you can or can't move. Some of you just don't want to move. But go ahead and move for Jesus. Go ahead and lift your hands all over this place. Come on now. Lift those hands. Come on now, there's no persecution too great. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody's gotta worship him for just a moment. I'm here to tell you right now, you may be hunched over, you may be hunched over, but you can still lift your hands. You may be hunched over, but you can still stomp your feet on the devil. Come on somebody, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. The spreading of the gospel must continue. Let me say it again. The spreading of the gospel must continue. Hallelujah. What the enemy meant for evil, God turns to good. You say that. You say that. Whenever you feel a temptation come your way, whenever you feel a trial or whenever you're enduring something, you say, what the enemy meant for evil, God meant for good. Uh. Oh, thank you, Jesus. As we, musicians, you can come. As we ring in this new year, some of you may have thought about some New Year's resolutions. You know, that, that buzzword that flies around this time of year every year. But, but rather than making a resolution to read the Bible, which is great to do if you've made that great. Make it a point to be resolute in the absolutes of the Word of God. Make it a point to be resolute that, ooh, I might have to go through this. But the Word says that I should have all joy, so I'm going to count it all joy when I fall into these diverse things. I'm going to count it all jo- joy when, when I'm hated for his namesake. I'm going to count it all joy when they blaspheme my God. I'm going to continue to serve him when they make fun of me for, for doing these things that I'm doing for when they make fun of the way I worship when they make fun of the way I pray when they make fun of the way I read the Bible at work when they make fun of the way that I do all these great things musicians you can come up here when, when they make fun of me for doing all the when they when they when they say they they hate me they're not really hating me church they're hating the Lord that I serve and I'm here to tell you right now that you, you pray for that discernment you pray for that 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 discernment that says it's not about me You've got to say, make that up in your mind. All, I'm looking at all of you. You've got to make it up in your mind to say, it's not about me. It's about the cross, right? It's not about me. It's about the Lord that I serve. Stand with me, church. This is where I want to leave you today in coming to the end of this passage in First uh, Peter chapter 4, and that is to remain committed. To remain committed. Committed to continuing in His Word. Committed to greater understanding of His Word. Committed to keeping going, to keep going from house to house, from place to place, from neighbor to neighbor, from coworker to coworker. Commit yourselves to well doing. Commit to understanding that God has a plan, it's brilliant, and you are a part of it. You see, these altars are open today. They're open all the time. But I'm calling you right now. God is calling you to greater depths. God is calling you to stay committed and and, and be committed if you're not. He wants you to take that commitment to a whole other level. So I wonder if we can all just pray in this place. I want you to remain committed to the call that God has on your life. Each and every one of you, God has called to something. I don't know all the ins and outs of all that you've called, but we're each called to be a follower of Him. We're each called to be a disciple of Him. And some may be more specific than others, but go ahead and receive that all over this place. Go ahead and say, Jesus, I want to remain committed. I I need help with my commitment, O Lord. I want to be committed to You. I, I turn away from all these things, O God, in greater commitment to You because it's all about You. It's all about You. I want to see You one day. I feel Your presence all over this place, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Despite anything that might happen, through it all, through it all, we rejoice. Through it all, we remain committed and walking in that calling now and forevermore. Let us pray. Go ahead and pray all over this place. If you need prayer, if you, if you need prayer for some direction, go ahead and lift your hands all over this place. God is here to give you that clear direction. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah.